Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. We're partying in this final hour. Sports Junkies 106.7. The fan, the junks are off today. They're back tomorrow. Denton Day filling in. You can tweet me at the Denton Day. We got two playoff games today. We got a number of basketball games as well, and we're going to make you some money. When I say we, I mean me, and I mean PJ Glasser. He's good enough to join us here on The Junkies here. You can find him on Twitter at PJ Glasser 9 He's the host of Inside the Betting Lines and send it in on the BetQL app. PJ, what's up, man? What's up, Dan? Always good to talk to you. Appreciate you having me on. So before we get to the games, you are an Alabama guy. I imagine this week has been a bit of a roller coaster. Nick Saban gone. You get Kalen DeBoer. How are you feeling Monday after the the wild week that was with Alabama football? Yeah, it was one of the top guys that I wanted. My three personally of you know head coaches I wanted to replace Saban were either Dan Lanning, Steve Sarkeesian, or Kellen DeBoer. Lanning and Sark I thought would have been good fits just because of their SEC ties, both have been Lanning and Sark had both been on the Alabama staff before. They had familiarity with the program, they had familiarity with Tuscaloosa, and then obviously, you know, the short stints that they have had right now as head coaches, whether it's Lanning at Oregon or Sark at Texas, I thought would have been great fits. But I'm very happy with DeBoer. He's one and four and twelve as a head coach. He's twelve and two against top 25 teams. Denton, for me, I thought that was the most important thing, was to find somebody who can win but can also win quickly, right? Because it's an impossible task trying to replace Nick Saban. So being able to find somebody who can come in there and win quick because we know that Bama fans are not going to be very patient. They're used to winning a lot of games and competing for championships every year. So thought it was a great hire. The guy wins everywhere he goes. Um, He's starting – to round out his coaching staff and he's bringing over a lot of his staff from Washington that he had a lot of success success with so I think their offense is going to be good who he hires as defensive coordinator is going to be a uh, a big question mark but honestly I think his biggest challenge in in year one is just the schedule with Texas and Oklahoma coming over it just makes it that much tougher his first SEC game as Bama head coach is going to be home against Georgia. He's got to play at LSU, at Tennessee next year. So it's going to be tough. Obviously, you know, nobody is going to be able to replace Saban, but considering the candidates, I, I thought it was great hire. Yeah, nothing says welcome to the SEC quite like Georgia. Yeah, exactly. little, little tough one there. Um, what about this weekend? NFL games, was there any big winners that you hit this weekend? Yeah, I had the Packers yesterday against Dallas, Tenton. You know, I mean, there's just is there a better bet in sports than just fading Dallas in the postseason? I mean, nope. it just feels like it happens. It happens every single year. 
Um, For me, it was just not being able to trust Dallas to win by that many points. I I know that they've been great at home all postseason, but for me, kind of the one game that they played at home this year that felt like a postseason game was that game against the Lions where they should have lost. Um, and Green Bay's been playing so well. I mean, Jordan Love's been playing great, and you saw it again yesterday. So I, I felt really good about that bet. Now, early line, Denton, in that Niners-Packers game is, uh, is Niners minus 10. Tough. And I think, after, I think after the Packers' upset of Dallas, a lot of people are going to like Green Bay with that number. I, I would be careful. You know, I know they just upset Dallas, but San Francisco is a different machine. And I think – they pose different problems. We know sports is all about matchups, and over the years, Green Bay has always matched up well with Dallas, just like San Francisco has always matched up with Dallas. But Green Bay, when they play against San Francisco, I mean, you think about how these teams have matched up in years past in the postseason, it's really never gone Green Bay's way. So it's a big number for a reason. There are going to be people that are going to be enticed by that 10 I would be careful. I my first lean in that game would be lay the ten with the Niners. PJ Glasser, my guest here on the Sports Junkies. Dent Day filling in for the junks. You can find PJ Glasser on Twitter at PJ Glasser Nine. Um, two things really. I am least looking forward to the Niners Packers because I might get beat over the head with the graphic, as we call it here in DC, because Shanahan and Lafleur were both here back in the uh, back in the day, right? But are we at the point now, PJ, where uh, tens? are just kind of normal as it relates to lines. Like it, it felt like it would be unfathomable and just a couple years ago that you would see a 10-point line in a in a postseason game. You barely saw them in regular season games in the NFL. Is that just a normal thing now? It feels like it. I mean, you know, Den, especially this year in the NFL with all the injuries that we had to quarterbacks and how many backups that we had and how there are really only like two elite teams in the NFL this year, right? I mean, Baltimore and San Francisco – are kind of on, on top of everybody else. Now, Buffalo's really good, and they're obviously playing their best football at the right time. But Kansas City's down this year, and that's a team that, you know, we, we all expect to be towards the top. And Philadelphia obviously got off to a great start. And, I mean, the way that they've been playing the last six weeks, they look like one of the worst teams in football. So, yeah, I mean, you know, you see these big numbers in the postseason – and uh, we're obviously getting one today with Buffalo. Green Bay was a touchdown favorite yesterday. There are some big spreads. Baltimore is going to be a big favorite, whoever they play next week, whether it's going to be Pittsburgh or Houston. Um, so, yeah, you, you do see these big numbers. And in a winner-go-home playoff game, you tend to lean towards the dog. But uh, it's just it's kind of been the norm in the NFL these days. And I think you got to look at the favorite just as much as, as you would look at the underdog in games like that. So you mentioned Pittsburgh and Buffalo. I'm looking at that spread now. Obviously, that game got moved due to the weather, and there's a travel ban in Buffalo because of the snow. The 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 over-under as it stands right now is 38-and-a-half. It's gone down about four points. Do you have a side that you like specifically in that game? It's going to be a weird game for sure just based on the weather. Yeah, it's it's one of the games that heading into Wild Card Weekend and I probably felt the least confident in. I would take Pittsburgh plus the points just because we're getting the key number. But also, like, you think about Buffalo and how good that they've been playing, right? I mean, they're the third favorite right now to win the Super Bowl, but they're really not blowing people out. And that's kind of been the Bills' M.O. over the last two, three years is when they play teams that they're much better in, they would win and they would win those games big. 
and then it was the one-score games that they would struggle in. I mean, you look at their last six games, five of them have been decided by one score. That one game where it wasn't decided by one score was that game against the Cowboys. But, I mean, you just look at recently, you know, they beat the Dolphins by seven. They beat the Patriots by six. Uh, The Kansas City game was close. The Philadelphia game was close. That Chargers game that they played and almost lost was close. So Buffalo's just not blowing anybody out. As great as Josh Allen is, he throws an interception just about every game. And if you're an underdog, that's what you need. You need extra possessions. You need turnovers. And the way the Steelers have been running the ball, Denton, they have found an identity with Najee Harris and keeping the ball on the ground. Crazy stat, too, about the Steelers. They're 10-2 and this year with quarterbacks not named Mitch Trubisky. So he's not starting today. I think they're going to have a chance to maybe keep this game close, so I would take the Steelers plus 10. Who Who is getting the start? Is it going to be Pickett or is it going to be Rudolph? I think it's going to be Rudolph. I would assume it's got to be. I mean, they've won three in a row with him as their quarterback, um, you know, and they've beaten playoff caliber teams. Like, they beat Cincinnati, who was obviously playing good with Jake Browning. Then they went to Seattle, which is always a tough place to play. They beat Baltimore. I know it was with a bunch of their backups, but it's it's got to be Rudolph. I mean, they. I think Tomlin and the Steelers are going to ride this thing out because they've. The thing is that not only are they winning, but they're finally starting to score points, and that has been such a, a big thing for the Steelers this season. So I think it's going to be Rudolph, and uh, I think the Steelers find a way to keep that game close. What about the second game? P.J. Glasser with us here on the Sports Junkies. Den Day filling in for the Junks. P.J. Glasser works for the BetQL Network. You can see his show today. Send it in at one. Uh, what about the second game? You got the Eagles. You got the Bucks. This what this line's a little bit shorter. Philadelphia three-point favorite. They're on the road against Tampa. No A.J. Brown for Philadelphia. How do you feel about this one? Now, this is a tough game. This is a tough game. I really don't want to touch the side, Denton, because it's, it's just hard to know what Philadelphia team we're gonna get. We're gonna get, you know. I mean, ten and one to start the season. We could all tell though that they really weren't as good as their record was, and then the regression starts to hit. They've lost five of their last six. They're not playing good. They were down twenty-four nothing at halftime to the Giants, as you mentioned. AJ Brown's gonna be out. I like the over in the game at forty-three, and this has come down a full point at forty-four. But I think we could get like a twenty-four, twenty-one kind of game here between the Eagles and the Bucks, The Eagles rank 32nd this season to opposing wide receivers in fantasy football. That defensive line that was so great at the beginning of the year isn't getting pressure on the quarterback anymore. And we know with Baker Mayfield, like Baker can make some plays if you don't make them uncomfortable and you don't get pressure on them. So I think Tampa's going to be able to score some points. And I think even without A.J. Brown, the Eagles are going to be able to score some points too. So I think that total's a little low. I would go over 43. Which Buccaneer wide receiver is going to pop off today? I know it's going to be one of them. I just don't know which. Love Mike Evans, Den. His road and home splits this season have been been really drastic. I mean, you look at like three of his last four home games, he's gone over 100 yards. He matched up. It's funny. One, he had eight home games this year. Six of those eight home games, he went over 70 yards receiving. One of the games where he didn't was actually against the Eagles, where he only had 60 yards receiving. His props at like 66 and a half today. But that Eagles defense that he faced all the way back early in the season is not the same Eagles defense that he's facing now. That's Baker's guy. And Mike Evans has just been so good at home this season. So 
I'd attack all his props. Anytime touchdown, longest reception, receptions, yards. I think it's going to be a big Mike Evans game. Today is obviously Martin Luther King Day. The NBA does Martin Luther King Day really, really well. We got a lot of games starting at 1 p.m. Uh, today. Are there any games that right off the jump in the NBA that you got your eye on? Yeah, well, obviously, you know, the Wizards are in town against the Pistons today, minus uh, minus five and a half. What's funny, too, is those teams obviously just made a trade for uh, for one another. I like the over in the game at 240 and a half. Then you're talking about two teams that obviously don't play a lot of defense, and it's a weird start playing at three o'clock in the afternoon. So I think 240 and a half is a uh, is a good play in that game. And then I like Dallas as home dogs today, plus four and a half against New Orleans. Both teams are, are, are playing good basketball, but I just like Dallas in that spot. I think their offense can create some problems for New Orleans. So uh, I would look at that over in Washington, Detroit. And then I, I like Dallas today, plus the four and a half at home. Is there any team in the NBA right now as we kind of approach the, the midway point of the season that you are fading every single time you gamble? It's a good question. Uh, right now, I, I would say the team that I would like fading at this moment is probably the Spurs. I know Wembenyama has been an awesome talent, and he looks every bit the hype. But they just they have so much they have so much to still grow, and that division that they play in the Western Conference as a whole has so many good teams. Now they might catch a team every now and then, you know, maybe on a second night of a back to back, or maybe in a letdown spot. But they're just their defense isn't very good. They still have a lot of room um, to grow and, and to build pieces around Webinyama. So Spurs on most nights, they're they're a pretty good team to face. Any props for today that you uh, that you're interested in? In these games, um, let's see. In that Warriors Grizzlies game, I would look to continue betting Desmond Bain. Obviously, without John Morant. Um, I think, you know, Bain now has to take more uh, of the load on offense for Memphis. They're at home tonight going against the Warriors. They're obviously going to need to score some points. So Desmond Bain points, I would look at that. That's been a pretty good uh, pretty good bet with y'all off the floor. PJ, appreciate the time as always, my friend. Best of luck today, and uh, let's make some money. Absolutely. Thanks, Dan. That is PJ Glasser of the BetQL uh, network good enough to join us here on the sports junkies Denton day filling in for the junkies you can find pj on twitter at pj glasser nine he does a great job giving away uh some winners he's a great gambler and he and i do a show uh during the the football off season every sunday on betql so once the the football is over you'll hear us every sunday from noon to about uh four now he mentioned the two games or i asked him about the two games this pittsburgh buffalo game is such a weird one it's so weird. Not only is it postponed, I don't know what to make of the Pittsburgh Steelers. They should not be as good as they are. That's just a Mike Tomlin thing. They've had such a revolving door of quarterbacks this year. Nobody's been good. Nobody's really been average. I mean, if we're being honest, they're, they're running the football well. They're playing good defense. They have not solved it at quarterback. It's a fascinating thing to watch unfold in front of our eyes. Then, man, tonight, Philadelphia and Tampa Bay, we could get the two-for-one special as Commander fans watching Dallas get destroyed by Green Bay, and then potentially watching Philadelphia get got by Tampa Bay. Philadelphia cannot cover anybody. Someone is going to have a real, real big day for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mike Evans right now is over under for receiving yards of 68.5. Chris Godwins is 56.5. I don't know which of the two you like more, but I promise you 
one of those guys is going to have a massive day. We'll get more into the NFL. Jordan Dijani, CBS Sports, joins us next. Denton Day in for the Junkies on 106.7 The Fan, The Team 980, and 910 The Fan of Richmond. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Junkies, 106.7 The Fan. Junks out today. They are back tomorrow. Denton Day filling in for the Junks. You can tweet me at the Denton Day. There is nothing that brings me more joy than watching Cowboys fans cry on the internet. And even more so watching Cowboys fans break their own possessions. I usually think when you break and punch a hole through a TV, you're a bit of a dork. And I still do think that. But when it's a Cowboy fan doing it, I take a little bit more pleasure in watching it. Let's go to the uh, guest line here. Jordan to Johnny CBS Sports. Good enough to jump on with us. Jordan, what's going on, my friend? How are you? Denton Day, the legend. What's going on, man? Coming to you live from a very snowy Nashville, Tennessee. We got a large amount of the white stuff last night, which, as you know, is a death sentence here in the South. But it's okay. We know how to power through adversity, especially when it comes to talking NFL playoffs. Appreciate you having me on the show, my man. I mean, we love guys to power through adversity. We have snow up here as well, so you and I are in the same camp when it comes to powering through adversity because uh, uh, guess who didn't have the roads plowed today? It's not D.C. It was lovely Ashburn, Virginia, who didn't care about 4 a.m. roads, it seems. <laughs> oh, no. They're supposed to plow the roads especially for you. you got a ship to go through, man. you got to entertain the masses that, when it comes to sports radio. That, that's what I told them. I was like, hey, guys, someone's filling in for the junkies this morning. Let's plow these roads up. And they said uh, they said no such thing. Um, so let's start with some of the games we saw yesterday, mainly the one that I took the most pleasure in, which was Green Bay's shellacking of the Dallas Cowboys. I liked Jordan Love. I didn't know Jordan Love was that Jordan Love that we saw yesterday. Yikes. 16 of 21 through the air, 272 yards and three touchdowns, scoring 48 points against the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, the Cowboys spent more time trailing on Sunday than they did the, in the entire regular season at home, where they were 8-0. It's not a 16-game home winning streak. Yikes, I guess the Cowboys really don't want to keep Mike McCarthy in the building. That's what I took away from that. Zach Prescott and C.D. Lamb were not on the same page. They got off to a slow start. The, the Packers come out, and they score three straight touchdowns, and that was that. I mean, that was absolutely shocking. I really do like Jordan Love, but my questions remain on the defensive side of the ball for the Cowboys. I, I don't know if Dan Quinn had any head coaching interviews canceled after that shellacking. 
but that's what I took away. These wide receivers were running free out in the secondary in Dallas. And, I mean, that was probably the surprise of the weekend. The, the, the Green Bay Packers are advancing to the divisional round with the youngest playoff team since, like, the 1970s against the Cowboys, who are dominant at home in the regular season. That was absolutely shocking. Do you think for sure Mike McCarthy's gone? I mean, I'm, I don't know anything for sure, but I'm absolutely leading that way. I know that Jerry Jones wants to win, and I know the Cowboys haven't made an NFC championship in, like, the last 13 playoff trips. I think that's an NFL record. I mean, there's no doubt that Dallas has talent on paper, um, talent that's good enough where any head coach could find some level of success. And now that you're not finding that success in the postseason, uh, I do feel like Jerry Jones is going to make a change, yes. Right now, when I look at the open jobs in the NFL, I look at the Chargers as the most attractive. I look at Washington as the second most attractive. Is If Dallas were to open, do they jump either of those two jobs, or are they less attractive than Washington and Los Angeles? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I feel like Dallas, you could make an argument, is the most attractive open job in the NFL if it does become open. I mean, I actually spent the offseason touring their facilities down there in Dallas, and I understand I'm on the radio in Washington, D.C., but I really did enjoy what. <laughs> checking out the Cowboys facilities. I feel like that's one of the best jobs in sports in America, in my opinion. And I understand that there's a lot of expectations that come with that job, but they got talent on both sides of the ball. Um, it seems like they need the right guy to come in and find a way to make postseason success happen. So, yeah, I, I would absolutely look at Dallas as one of the most attractive head coach openings if it becomes available. Jordan and Jenny, my guest here on the Sports Junkies, Dende filling in. Where do you think Dak ranks amongst QBs in the NFL? Do you think we have seen the highest that he's going to fly? Or is there another level to his game? I think there's another level to his game, and that just comes with postseason success. I mean, he's undoubtedly a top-ten quarterback, in my opinion. And we've seen him play really good football. But there's also these spells where he really struggles when it comes to chemistry with his wide receivers. He's throwing balls behind open targets, um, and he's not showing up to be the gamer that sometimes he appears to be in the regular season. So, I mean, Dak Prescott is a legitimate starting quarterback, but is he that guy that can take you where you want to go in terms of, you know, making the playoffs, winning in the divisional round, winning in the NFC championship, finding your way to the Super Bowl, and then performing your best when the stakes are the highest. And I think Dak Prescott is someone that has a lot of questions around him when it comes to that. What about C.J. Stroud? Looking at some of the other playoff games, I thought he was magnificent against Cleveland. He's been really good this entire season. How impressed are you with the Houston Texans? Incredibly impressed. I mean, you, you should have looked at the odds for the Houston Texans to make the playoffs or win the Super Bowl earlier this year. I, I wish I hopped on those. But C.J. Stroud, I mean, he set rookie marks for completion percentage, passer rating, margin of victory by a rookie quarterback in a playoff game. And I think, you know, while he's clearly talented, what really stood out to me about that Texans matchup was that the Texans and the Browns, they played just a month ago, right? And C.J. Stroud was not under center due to a concussion. It was Case Keenum instead. And that defense got absolutely dominated by Joe Flacco and Amari Cooper. But all of a sudden, C.J. Stroud comes back, who has quickly emerged into a leader for this team as a whole, this franchise as a whole, and they came out ready to play. And that game looked entirely different than what people were expecting. The defense really showed up against Joe Flacco. C.J. Stroud was incredible through the air. He dominated that Browns defense, which historically was one of the best in the NFL, one of the best in NFL history over the past few years. So, C.J. Stroud, man, we're truly witnessing something special when it comes to a first-year signal caller 
Now they get to face off against the Baltimore Ravens. That's going to be an exciting match to watch for sure. We got uh, we got two games tonight. The first one is the one that I think is going to be fascinating just because I don't know how they're going to play it. They got the travel ban in Buffalo. I think that's still in effect. They got all the snow that you have in Nashville, all the snow we have in D.C., and they multiplied it by like 10. What do you foresee taking place in that one tonight? Yeah, I'm excited for this matchup because I feel like the weather kind of helps out the Pittsburgh Steelers. This, I mean, statistically, the Buffalo Bills have a better rushing offense with James Cook, but you look at what the Steelers have done um, as of late on the ground. Najee Harris is coming off, coming off of uh, his first time going back-to-back 100-yard outings. We know that Jalen Warren is a Swiss Army knife that can help not only in the run game but also in the passing game as well. Um, he's someone I think he's tied for third and in, in tackles avoided in the NFL this season. If you demote the game into being about the running backs on both sides of the team and negating the impact that Josh Allen can have as a passer, negating the impact that Stephon Diggs can have as the wide receiver, I think that works in the Pittsburgh Steelers' favor, which is why I'm surprised that the line is still at double digits right now. I'm leaning towards taking the Steelers in that matchup. Now, I don't know if we're exactly on upset alert. I feel like the Bills have been playing pretty good football on both sides of the ball. They seem kind of destined to move on to the divisional round. But the Pittsburgh Steelers' ground game as of late has been impressive, and that's what I'm excited to watch here today. And what about that second one? You got the Eagles, you got the Bucks. Obviously, we know the Eagles really well here in D.C. Their passing defense has been all over the place, and Baker Mayfield has had a resurgence of his career down there in Tampa. Does Tampa Bay pull off the unthinkable? I think it's impossible to have faith in the Philadelphia Eagles right now. I, I, I just don't know how you can. I mean, Jalen Hurts took uh, a significant amount of time off relatively for that finger injury. We got A.J. Brown, who's already been ruled out with a knee injury. Devontae Smith is dealing with an ankle injury. And they've, I think they've gone one in five over the last six. The Philadelphia Eagles are a team that's really hard to have confidence in right now. But at the same time, I don't view the Buccaneers as legitimate contenders. And Baker Mayfield is someone who was limited in practice all week with ankle and ribs injuries. And Baker Mayfield overall has had a fantastic campaign. But if you go back to week 18, that regular season finale revenge game against the Carolina Panthers, he did not have his best outing. So I think the X factor in this matchup is how good Baker Mayfield is playing because this Eagles defense ranked third worst in scoring defense. And this secondary has been eviscerated time and time again in the regular season. So Baker Mayfield and how he's throwing the ball is going to be the X factor in this matchup. Yes, I believe that the, an upset is coming here in Tampa Bay. Um, I just don't know how you can have faith in the Philadelphia Eagles at this point. Jordan DeJanny, my guest here on the Sports Junkies. Denton Day filling in for the Junks. You can find him on Twitter at Jordan DeJanny. does a great job covering the NFL for CBS. Did you see enough from Patrick Mahomes against Miami to, to think that the Kansas City Chiefs are back in Super Bowl mode? I think I saw enough from his weapons. I'll put it that way. Patrick Mahomes was 15 of 22 for 201 yards and a touchdown when targeting Rasheed Rice and Travis Kelsey. He was 8 of 19 for 61 yards targeting everyone else. So Rasheed Rice has clearly stepped up as a legitimate pillar on this offense. Anyone who who has watched Kansas City over the past few weeks could tell you that was happening, but it seems like Rasheed Rice is going to be one of the X factors when it comes to a potential deep postseason run for the Chiefs. I still don't view them as that juggernaut as they were, which they were over the past few years, but it sets up for an interesting divisional round matchup. If they have to play the Buffalo Bills, for example, we get another addition of that rivalry that's been so great over the past couple of years. I, I don't think I saw enough from the Chiefs to uh, be excited about them just yet. It was the fourth coldest game in NFL history. Tua Tungabailoa refused to show up. 
Neither did the Dolphins either. So I'm looking at the Chiefs as a team that's intriguing, um, but I'm really excited to see who they play in the next round of the playoffs. Who are you most confident in in the playoffs right now? I think that's a great question because we the, the two number one seeds on both sides obviously got first-round buys, and these were the two hottest teams coming out of the regular season into the postseason. And while they haven't played yet, I still am the most confident in the 49ers and the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, I think that they are just undoubtedly the best two teams in the NFL. So it's going to be exciting to see if there's another squad out there that can play the role of spoiler. You talked about C.J. Stroud and the Houston Texans. Is that a team that's kind of hitting their stride at the right time? C.J. Stroud came back from that concussion. He's playing good football. Um, That's going to be a really fun matchup to watch. But it's hard not to answer that question with the Baltimore Ravens or San Francisco 49ers. All right, so we'll do a, a quick fill-in-the-blank here. Uh, in 2024, Jim Harbaugh will be the coach of who? I'm going to lean towards uh, the Los Angeles Chargers, and I understand that's where all the smoke is blowing right now. According to NFL media, he's supposed to interview with them um, this upcoming week. And I don't know, man. It just seems like he's talked about having unfinished business in the NFL before. Um, he had a great run at Michigan to end – uh, your stint at your alma mater with the national championship is pretty incredible. I feel like he's always been a little bit seduced by returning back to the NFL, but it really comes down to how these NFL owners who speak with him pitch their opportunity. Um, according to NFL media, one of the more things that's, that's overlooked with this situation, in my opinion, is that Harbaugh is reportedly open to different power structures within the NFL. He may not show up with the Washington Commanders, or the Los Angeles Chargers, and force that team to hire the general manager that he desires. So it seems like he's really open to different opportunities. And I feel like he's making his return to the NFL. I can tell you that. All right, Jordan, I'll end it off with this. Obviously, we're in D.C. There's a big head coach opening in this organization. Who do you think is the the best fit to take over here? Yeah, if I was giving you my head coaching candidate rankings, um, it would probably be Jim Harbaugh, Mike Vrabel, uh, ben Johnson, Bill Belichick would be up there. But to be honest with you, I'd rather have a younger guy. Yeah, I, I feel like, you know, a lot of people are kind of targeting Ben Johnson for this job, and I would totally get on board with that. I think he's one of the hottest candidates on the spinning coaching carousel. You look at what he did with the Detroit Lions offense. I think they're top five in total offense in back-to-back seasons for the first time in a long time. Jared Goff is a quarterback that I don't have a tremendous amount of confidence in, but he's done a great job with Jared Goff. He's done a great job managing the young duo of David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs in the backfield. Jameson Williams, Amon Ross, St. Brown. Sam Laporta was one of the best tight ends or rookie tight ends in NFL history. I really do like what he's done in Detroit. And you also have to keep in mind that he's a branch of this budding Dan Campbell coaching tree. Dan Campbell is one of those coaches that I would want to play for as a player, and that's something that will benefit Ben Johnson stock, in my opinion, as well. So I think that, uh, I mean, I see all the smoke blowing into Washington. I would be pretty happy as a Commanders fan if that was something that happened. Jordan, appreciate the time as always, my friend. Enjoy the uh, the snow out there. Maybe you'll get to involved in a snowball fight or something. I don't know. If <laughs> appreciate that, Den. Thanks so much for having me on, man. That is Jordan Janney, CBS Sports. Good enough to join us here on the Sports Junkies. Denton Day filling in for the junks. You can find him on Twitter at Jordan DeJani. All right, coming up, we will wrap the show. Get you set. Toby Altsizer set to take over at the top of the hour. It's Denton Day in for the Junkies on 106.7 The Fan, the Team 980, and free and live on the Odyssey app. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Sports Junkies 106.7 at the fan wrapping up shop here before uh, Toby Altsizer jumps on from 10 to 2 and for B. Mitch and Finley. You can hit me up on Twitter at the Denton Day. I've got a couple of tweets. One of our big questions for the show today was Ben Johnson or Bobby Slow. We've gotten a lot of good answers on that. But one of the tweets that I have gotten on numerous occasions is bringing up the idea of trading for one Justin Fields in Chicago. As it stands right now, Caleb Williams has not officially declared for the NFL draft. The expectation is that he will. And then Chicago has a decision to make at quarterback. Do they draft Caleb Williams? Do they stick with Justin Fields? I am not against bringing Justin Fields to D.C. My preference is to use the second overall pick for a quarterback. But I'm not against trading for Justin Fields. But you got to understand, and if if the organization decides to go this route, it'll be very telling versus how they run now compared to how they ran before. If you are in the market for Justin Fields, you lowball Chicago because every bit of leverage is on your side. If Justin Fields is on the market, they are trading Justin Fields and they're drafting a quarterback. There is no need to sell the farm for a guy that they already don't want to keep. Like, it's a completely different thing if it was Russell Wilson when he was leaving Seattle, if it was Aaron Rodgers who could still play, even, although we don't like him now, but even if it was Deshaun Watson when he was leaving Houston before all of the extracurricular stuff came to light, that made sense because you were getting a quarterback that did not want to be at his previous spot and it was making life difficult. For Justin Fields, it's not like he is asking to be moved. If they move him, it's because they're going to draft a quarterback in no way, shape, or form should you aid them by sending multiple first-round picks. Certainly not the number two overall pick. They don't get to draft a quarterback in Caleb Williams or Drake May, whoever they choose, but they don't get to draft the future of their franchise and have the immediate next pick. Not on not on my watch, and certainly not on this team's watch. If they want to go for Justin Fields, go for it. If you love him, go for it. But that trade package should be mighty small. I'm talking like a first-round pick in 2025, where optimistically that would be more of a mid-first-round pick, and then like maybe maybe a third-rounder at some point, maybe a fourth-rounder at some point. But I've seen some trade packages kicked around, and this is you know mostly by Chicago media, so they're going to kind of skew it to where it's beneficial for them more than it is Uh, for the team that we support. But I have seen some trade packages kicked around that have like three first-round picks going for Justin Fields. Hell nah. Hell nah. That's a Dan Snyder kind of move. That ain't no Josh Harris move. 
Again, my preference is a quarterback at number two. But I just wanted to address that because a couple of people had floated the idea of Justin Fields out. You lowball them and you get them to say yes because you're doing them a favor just as much as you're doing yourself a favor. The worst thing that organization can do in Chicago is enter the season with Justin Fields and whoever they draft number one overall should they go that direction. So you're helping them out more than they're helping you out to a degree. So I would not, I would not move heaven and earth for Justin Fields. I'd move a, I would move a first-round pick, a singular first-round pick for Justin Fields, but that's just about it. Uh, one thing that I have not mentioned today that deserves to be mentioned, we're in January now, we're at the midpoint of January, which means we are allowed to acknowledge college basketball uh, on the airways. We don't watch college basketball in December when the, when the football team's going, right? That's just, that's just the reality of it. But Maryland picked up a massive win yesterday on the road. A lot of big upsets. This weekend in college football, a lot of top 10 teams going down to unranked teams. And Maryland, the latest to join the party. They're on the right side of the party, unranked on the road, taking on the uh, Illinois Fighting Illini. And the Terps gave them the business. The second half for Maryland in the 76-67 win, the second half was masterful. Jameer Young went crazy. He had 28 points, 0-4 from three-point range. But he still had 28 points. Juju Reese was a machine. 20 points, 11 rebounds. That man, they could not keep him off the glass. They were feeding Juju Reese, and he was eating. He was eating Illinois' interior defense alive. If Maryland, who shot 4 of 17 from three-point range, if they were just not even not even uh, average, they're just like a bad three-point shooting team. Because 4 of 17, that's atrocious to me. If there's like a bad three-point shooting team, you make two or three more, you win this game. You're, you're cruising. You're cruising. And I mean, that, a nine-point win is pretty close to cruising. But it's an emphatic win on the road, which doesn't happen very frequently in college basketball. Being a top-10 team on the road, especially in the Big Ten Conference, playing on the road in the Big Ten is a tough thing to do. Just ask Purdue. They lost to Nebraska last week. Nebraska's not exactly a basketball school. They're moving in the right direction. They're not a basketball school. Maryland going on the road in a hostile environment and beating Illinois the way that they did, where it really felt like in the second half, it wasn't much of a conversation. It like Maryland was winning from what, what felt like the, the 15 minute part, uh 15 minute mark onward. That was that was their game. I texted my dad, he's a big Maryland fan. I'm like a Maryland fan in passing because I went to a, a D1 school, so it'd be weird if I was a Maryland and a Liberty fan. But I texted my dad. I was like, you got to turn this on. Uh, you got to turn this on because this is the best that Maryland has has played. They can obviously get better. There's a lot of room for improvement. But beating Illinois the way that they did, that's a pretty good way uh, to, to kickstart the, the midway point of the season. Now, now when you're, you're kind of getting to the heart of Big Ten play, you're starting to kind of just see who who's real, who's not. There's not a lot of like, Great teams in college basketball right now. A lot of good teams. Not a lot of great teams. Certainly not one dominating team. And with the amount of upsets that have taken place to this point in the season, all you need is a chance in March. All you got to do is get to the dance. And that's the case every year. But it feels like this year more than ever. All you got to do is get to the dance. And you got a pretty good opportunity uh, of uh, of making something happen here, right? So we're eagerly anticipating uh, the news. I almost got duped right now. My Jim Harbaugh news, it's just a breaking news that he's interviewing. 
I wouldn't call that breaking news, but Jim Harbaugh interviewing today in Los Angeles. We'll see if he ends up getting the job. If he does, that takes a intriguing market in Los Angeles with a young quarterback. That takes them off of the job market, which means Washington has a much better opportunity at landing either Ben Johnson or Bobby Sloak. Whoever they decide as an organization is their true number one candidate. That's going to do it for us here. Big thanks to Lanell Willingham stopping by the studio before he calls some, some high school basketball games. Big thanks to PJ for helping us make a little bit of money. And, of course, my guy, Jordan DeJani, was kind enough to stop by. Coming up after me, Toby Altsizer. He's in for Beamish and Finley today. That starts at the top of the hour. Follow me on Twitter at the Denton Day. Appreciate you listening. Hope everybody has a great Monday. Junks are back tomorrow. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 